Welcome to the Athletic Approach, where we will guide you through the intricate maze of the mind in sport. The Athletic Approach is brought to you by Culture and Sport, where we believe that culture is critical to long-term success. I'm Kristen Bonowski. And I'm Manisha Agawal, and this is the Athletic Approach, where we don't just play the game, we understand it. There's something, so when you were saying that you get like panicky after a performance, but you're not really too nervous before, like how does that come on? Is that when you like allow yourself to realize, hey, everyone was just watching me? Because usually I would think like someone beforehand would be like, so everyone's about to be watching me and that's when they get anxious. But then you said you get nervous, like you panic or whatever um, afterwards. And I was kind of wondering why that happens. I don't even know. Like I still, I still get nervous beforehand and I hold that in me whilst like during the performance. But then mm-hmm. I also believe that I'm in a state of flow when I'm in, yeah. when I'm performing because all I can do like muscle memory takes over with the choreography um I'm listening to the music um and I'm just enjoying it but I'm still very nervous and I think I think it's I think some of it is just relief like it's done Mm -hmm. but then it's also not knowing what's just happened like did I look good did I look bad what like and it's like I don't know what's also just happened but I know Mm -hmm. that everyone was watching me and I also think it's really interesting because whenever are you you nervous that you can't tell like if you don't know right away if it was good or bad I think so but like it's weird because it's so weird because when I've made if I've made a mistake and I know I've made a mistake mm-hmm. I am less likely to have a panic attack after bizarre bizarre really bizarre yeah, yeah. I know I know but if I if I've done it and it's gone perfectly uh-huh. after I have like this like just yeah just this panic attack and I and I I just don't, I don't know why it's, and I, I, I don't get it. I really don't because, but then, it, but then I don't know if it's because if I've made a mistake and I know I've made a mistake, I'm aware of it mm-hmm. and it's happened and I, you know, yeah. I can't do anything about it. So I don't know if something within that is probably, you know, going through my head, but it's yeah, just, it's almost like it's you've accepted yeah if something's gone wrong you're like oh well it happened but it you finished a performance that you think is good and then maybe you second guess yourself like oh maybe it wasn't good or like yeah maybe someone saw something and I didn't know it and that would be worse than recognizing that you've done exactly. something wrong oh man 100 percent. yeah I know I I've, I think I've spoken to so many people about this and it's still just like I don't know what's going on <laughs> no um, I yeah it's, yeah it's interesting like I I can definitely like I get so nervous before I go I've had I've gotten a lot better control of it and I've seen a performance improvement from getting control like there were times where right before the line I couldn't like stand up I was bent over as if I was going to throw up all the way until I walked to the line and wow definitely bringing that down a bit um has improved my performances um but usually I feel a great sense of relief once it's done like if it's gone absolutely horribly like I'm a 
like if I've done something really bad, I'm upset with myself. But for the most part, there's like a sense of relief. Like it's like I'm constantly reproving my to myself that I can do this. And like I've done mm. it, even if it wasn't perfect. I'm like, okay, you reminded yourself you could do this. <laughs> yes, yes. And kind of, as you say, like that sense that that sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what I experience at the same time, but it it's so outward. It's so like, oh, like I, like I don't know. But then it's that mix of knowing that I was I've just been watched. It's just it's yeah, it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funny because with dance, everyone is looking the same on stage. So the only way that you can stand out, well, you can stand out obviously in a good way. You know, dancers often will. Um, but you will stand out in the wrong way if you don't look the same as everyone else so if you go wrong yeah then that's again it's another thing despite everyone you know wanting to look the same you can easily be picked out if you went wrong than if you were the best dancer on stage but then it also depends on who the audience is looking at because there's always so many of us on one stage but then with solo performances you you can't go wrong because it you can just freestyle because it's your own thing you're not copying anyone yeah. else it's so hard to go wrong I, yeah I feel as though the worst thing you could do is just freeze up and just stand there like as as long as you kept moving <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Because if you've choreographed a piece for only you to perform and it didn't go right, no one will know it went wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they don't know the choreography. Right. Yeah, and And it's only you, you judging yourself that would make you worry or whatever. Like no one, very few people in that room have a clue what it's supposed to look like exactly and I think that's where dance is so like subjective when you compare it to other sports because obviously in blob and bobsleigh like you will know if it's not right like mm-hmm. it, there's no kind of subjectivity to it mm-hmm. yeah well it's a timed um, sport versus like a scored sport right yeah um yeah yeah I don't know I've always struggled with like scored sports I think um and things like gymnastics and that like it or diving they're beautiful sports but it's got to be so frustrating to compete in them sometimes yeah yeah oh absolutely and then it depends on who the judges are it depends Mm -hmm. what their background is and it's it's so it's so complex yeah so complex um but definitely definitely fascinating because you know it doesn't come down to you as a performer because sometimes we've had judges where one judge will score like 20 marks lower than the other two judges on average and it's like but do they have a way like in the Olympics they have it where they take out the highest and the lowest scores now so they try to avoid uh like people low low balling or whatever to try and get another team a higher score no that's not a thing so it's just a total amount of points um for each team and whoever's got the highest 
goes um which is yeah not great but but yeah but then it it depends on the experience of the judges sometimes there's a judge that is solely musical theatre or there could be a judge that's more ballet there could be another judge that's more hip-hop or commercial but it doesn't always mean like the same scores will will come up it also depends on personal preference sometimes as well like if you enjoyed a performance more than the other sometimes it's the obvious ones um but it's all kind of broken down into different things like costume choreography performance musicality um there's usually another one as well but um with that in itself being a choreographer and you know you choreograph a piece but you after that you can't control anything and it's up to what what the dancers do on stage and I experienced that for the first time I think it was last year the the, the year before when um I choreographed this piece for the dance show and I was watching it and I'm like I I am so nervous because mm-hmm. I've done everything that I can and now it's out of my control from like a you know from a choreographer coach perspective because I can't do anything like I can't make the dancers dance in their way anymore yeah. like it's up to them do you have the same kind of reaction like how do you you're obviously nervous for them but do you like feel panicked after the their performance no no not at all not at all it's no which no I think it's because I'm not being watched (laughs) so I think it's that element of yeah like yeah because I'm kind of behind the scenes of it so I'm not being Mm -hmm. watched my choreography is but I'm not so yeah that's so interesting that you you draw the line because you think that the choreography is an extension of you right so it's still you being watched I don't know (laughs) sorry yeah I know it's no, 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 it's mad. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, have you ever felt like you were in that position where, like, you might have mentored someone or coached someone and now it's, like, up to them and then, you know, seeing yeah, what happens? I, um, Like, I've done a little bit of coaching and also just even watching people I care about compete. Like, it doesn't have to even be someone that I've coached. I can really empathize and I get very nervous for them, like, watching my boyfriend race, watching my brother, he does track and field, watching him throw. Um, and then also like I was coaching some kids last summer and when they would go and do testing, I would just get very, it, part of it's the testing atmosphere because that just gets me nervous in general. But um, yeah, but just, yeah, c- caring a lot about another person's performance comes pretty easily to me. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I think it's so easy to, and again, it's because you can't do anything mm-hmm. else to help them, and it's that thing of like it's it's in their control now, and yeah, whatever happens happens. Yeah, it's really hard sometimes, like, um, to give up that control, and even in your own life, recognize that you like what you is and what is out of your control. Like something I really struggled with um, as a brakeman was not getting worked up about how other girls were training especially in a time of social media when everyone's posting like their lifts and their sprint workouts and stuff on social media and 
you're like, oh my gosh, they look great. They, they're going to be so fast this year. And that really, that, all that does is bring me down. Um, yeah. Putting those, that negative energy myself and worrying about someone else. And their, how they perform is going to be completely out of my control. And I would find my t- myself wasting so much time and getting so anxious about other girls who I was up against. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's quite interesting. It's funny that with dance, sometimes it's like, again, because of the subjectivity, it all depends on which teams are competing with which other teams because some teams that would be first could be last depending on who they're competing against because they can mm-hmm. get other teams can get higher points and we often use social media to kind of check like oh like what where did they place or is there any clips of their like choreography and or like is is that their costumes or what are our costumes going to look like and it is that and it's uh social media is just uh it has its, its pros and cons but it's out of your control um and I think understanding that you can only sort of deal with and manage things that are in your control and no one else's because mm-hmm. you can't change you, you you like you literally have no choice in controlling the uncontrollables because you can't do anything about it so trying to focus your energy on what you can control is such a huge thing in it in itself as well and I think that's a like a nice thing to say and I completely agree with it but putting it into practice is so hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, to just like let go of the things that you're like I have no say over this I have no say over the coach's decision I have no say over this other girl I have no say over what someone's going to post or someone's opinion um it's really hard to be like hey instead I'm going to double down on these things that I can control and that that can work for a minute but like those things just like to creep back into your head all these other yeah uh, I guess things that you're concerned about or yeah yeah no absolutely and that's why it's so important to create those habits to make sure that you don't fall back into those things but then it's also like okay if you have like ups and downs and things like that because it's not a straightforward Mm -hmm. um thing when you're trying to you know manage you know any stresses that you're going through um but yeah but it's yeah it's it's yeah easier said than done (laughs) yeah um you had mentioned before like letting anxiety take over your whole life and this kind of goes with the control thing too my first year of full-time training for being a bobsleigh athlete I made myself so anxious about nobody actually it was just the the worry of someone who was going to come into the program and take my spot and uh, to the point where I made my, like, I got myself so sick that I was hospitalized um, with a really bad ear infection. And then I had like vertigo um, and I lost a ton of weight because all because I was not sleeping and just anxious all the time of this fictitious person who was going to come in and be so much better than me. And so mm-hmm. it's it like the combination of both things we were kind of talking about was like, 
the anxiety that took over my life and just constant focusing on things that I had literally no control over, but they were just plaguing my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's hard to manage that is is difficult because Mm -hmm. even though it's not in your control, it still affects you. Yeah. And like the honestly, like over the years and being in the sport more and finding more value in myself and my like my and also a lot of confidence came from my teammates and the way they made me feel valued. Um, I've like grown out of it a little bit. But honestly, the only way to like in bobsleigh at least or in sports where it's very just your strictly your physical performance, the only way to really like overcome it is like <laughs> to put yourself in a position where you're almost you're not so replaceable, you know, you you get your physical skills, your what you contribute to the team. There's a whole list of things to bring those skills up to a level that where you don't always feel like a brand new person can replace you. Um, that was honestly the only thing that really helped. Wow. So what are some of the things that you feel like you've done to try and, and like maintain that? Um, I feel like I have a lot less stress over it now and I'm more at peace with my position. I've also like, I've been fortunate enough to achieve a lot of my goals in sports so far. So if someone said to me tomorrow, we're not going to support you anymore and you'll never bobsleigh again, I would be hurt, but it wouldn't be the end of the world to me. Where if you asked me a year ago or two years ago, uh, how I'd react to that, it would probably, it would devastate me. Um, I have a much healthier relationship and with, with sport and achievement. And I don't know if, it came from, I think it came from going through a lot of struggles in this sport and realize, and coming out the other side and um, realizing that I was okay. Uh, and yeah, building, I've, I've built a lot of resilience and tolerance to things that have happened in the sport. Mm. And resilience is such an important thing when it, within itself. Like if, feel like we, I think we've spoke about this before like it's good to have high challenge but also mm-hmm. high support mm-hmm. but if you've got high challenge and low support then it's it's not gonna it's not gonna I, work I completely agree with that I feel like the closer I became with my teammates with my boyfriend with with purposes outside of sport the more comfortable I became with my position in sport because I wasn't so afraid to lose sport because I have so many other things whether it's my support system or other things I'm working on that it in the back of my mind it's like it's not the end of the world if sport ends yeah yeah Yeah. that's good because especially you know things like retirement Mm -hmm. and things when they come around at least you know you feel confident within yourself that you know how to then better manage this and I think that's like literally so important for every every athlete yeah I would say like yeah and having gone through a phase where literally all I felt like I was capable of focusing on was training and recovering and everything to do with sport I think it made me such a more well-rounded person and a more resilient person when I started developing interests and hobbies and things that I loved outside of the sport um which is so funny because it's like 
your resilient resiliency in sport is developing yourself outside of sport <laughs> yeah no 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 it's good because it, it forms your identity because mm-hmm. you're not putting pressure and you you're not putting pressure on what happens in the sport defines you and your yeah. self-worth mm-hmm. and that is like that is the way to end this podcast that is like the, the, cha- the cherry the cherry on top um because yeah because yeah your yeah your sporting achievements do- doesn't define you as an individual and your yeah your own self-worth because you, you are much more of a person outside of yeah that. yeah um I think that that would be something that is really important to share especially with younger athletes who have big lofty goals and feel like they need to devote their entire life to achieve them because you being well-rounded is going to help you to be more resilient and to bounce back if things don't go your way. And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Athletic Approach. We hope you gain new insights into the mental dimensions of sport performance and are inspired to dive deeper into this fascinating field. The Athletic Approach is produced by Manisha Agwal and Dr. Jeremy Piasecki at Culture and Sport. If today's discussion sparked your curiosity and you want to learn more, head over to cultureandsports.com. We've got a wealth of resources, articles, and research to help you understand the mental game even better. And don't forget, you can also connect with us on your favourite social media platforms. Whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok or YouTube, you can join our community for more insightful discussions, expert tips and a behind-the-scenes look at the world of mental sports. Remember, the mind is a powerful tool in any athlete's training. The more you understand it, the better your game. So keep learning, keep growing and keep pushing your limits. Thank you for tuning in to The Athletic Approach, where we go beyond the physical and explore the psychological. Until next time, stay strong, stay focused and embrace the mental game.